Hello, Ernest here. First off, a special thank you to our amazing Patreon.com patrons. Audra, Lois, Jane, Nora, Reginard, Michael, Kobe, Ostrodama, Evelyn, Kayla, Sarah, Joe, Jill, Kevin, Mary, Karen, Jennifer, Jenna, Anna, Diane, Susie, Stephanie, Erica, Terry, and our forever first, Trisha. Our Patreon lovelies get access to our bonus episodes where Patricia, Nalen, and I talk about other things we're interested in, like Warren stories, Next in Fashion, Bo and Yang, and Jordan Peele's movie Nope. Our most recent episodes over there is our culmination of our conversations about the Netflix series, Warren Stories, where all three of us share a Warren story of our own. Nalen shares a story about Bear Wear in San Francisco. Patricia throws back to a grade school assignment in Portugal. And I share a myth I kind of created that originates in Iberville Parish, Louisiana. So join us over there to listen to us take on our own Warren Stories. Your generous support helps out with our production costs, and we hugely appreciate you for that. Another way you can support the podcast is by telling your friends and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps more people to find the show and join our amazing group of Project Runway fans. All right, speaking of Project Runway, let's get to it. For this one, we really want you to spread your wings. My wings are spread, girl, okay? (laughs) I'm just playing. lovely listeners. Welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I am Ernest, and do not make the green ones among us angry. You won't like it when they're angry. Hi, I'm Patricia and what's a guest could say? <laughs> Although my my real tagline today is the eye roll that Kimberly makes when confronting com- competitiveness um, very early on. So my tagline is eye roll and then what's a guest could say what's a guest could say <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i love because i i watch this with the captions on and uh when they caption what joshua actually says i was just like that is <laughs> that's not what i heard that's so hilarious because that's exactly what he said what's a, what's a guest could say anyway <laughs> Um, yay. Uh, welcome back into the workroom, listeners. We're so glad to be with you, Patricia. It's so good to see your face. Um, we're, 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 we're zooming in with one another. And, um, also just to remind everyone, you're on Instagram and Facebook. Just look for us at the workroom podcast. And also, again, we have our cheat sheets and our show notes. And I will prompt you when it's time to click on those. And also to remind everyone that, you know, you have to keep sending us your rants and your thoughts and all that stuff to us on Gmail at in the workroom at gmail.com. That's I in the workroom at gmail.com. And uh, a special shout out to our Patreon because <laughs> we are taking a short trip um, over to HBO Max's new design competition show called The Hype. And you can listen to the very first episode on our main feed. Um, so so Nayland and I tackled episode one. So check us out over there. And then we will continue to cover the rest of that season on Patreon for our lovelies over there. And um, shout out all to the Patreon lovelies who have been 
enjoying the show so far and we're excited to go through it with you. We're excited for you to listen along. And if you'd like to join us and you're not one of our lovelies, please join us over there on Patreon. Um, we would love to have you. All right, Patricia, um, it's been a while. So before we wake up in Atlas, do you have any thoughts that you would like to start with about anything? No, I, I really liked, I really loved yours and Naylan's analysis on what happened to Anya's money on the last mm-hmm. episode. Um, and I remembered, I did not, I don't remember. It was funny because you both were like, oh, I misremembered this. And I was like, huh, if you misremembered. I, th- this was not a part of reality in, in, in my world. Like, um, there was no, there was not even a reference of any, any remembrance from this season, except, yeah. except for the fact that I was, I remember rooting for Anya a lot. And I yeah. think it really did begin with the last, well, I, I think I liked Anya throughout, but on the last episode, I was like, oh, Anya, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then in this season, I'm, I'm sorry, not the season, this episode that we're going to talk about today. I remember being like, oh, oh, Anya, like, I know exactly what you're going through. Oh, man. Okay. I'm so, I'm so curious. I'm really excited to get there. Yeah, because I, it's it's been interesting going back through this episode or going back to this season and looking at the dynamics between um, the designers, especially as we get closer to Fashion Week. And thinking differently about, and I and I'm kind of chalking it to to me being older and also uh, being a little bit more steeped in like a creative career, um, and what what that experience must be like to kind of go through this and just kind of have things kind of change and shift around you. But all right, so let's dive into this episode, and uh, it's early morning in Atlas. They're all down to the wire. They're all really sad that Anthony Ryan is gone. They're also just quite frankly kind of shocked. I think some people had it in their heads that Anthony Ryan might be one of the, you know, if you probably had a talking head where people like, like, who do you think you're competing with? Like, who's your like top competitor? And I'm pretty sure, you know, at least majority of them would have included Anthony Ryan in like that list. And so we have Laura responding to Anya about like how down to the wire they are and she goes like i'm still standing by anthony's dress i liked it anthony ryan leaving makes it very real we're at the point where everyone is so good it's every man or woman to herself to himself herself himself i mean you know like history her story like whatever i'm not a feminist like it's just yeah and so <laughs> and so she's there doing that stuff and the boys are also kind of chomping at the bit I'll say because Anthony Ryan leaving leaves the competition wide open so it's interesting how we have like you know Lauren and Anya being like oh you know we see Anthony Ryan and then we have Victor and Joshua who are kind of playing like some mind games where they're like sorry to sorry to that <laughs> sorry to that Anthony Ryan but uh, what does this mean for us? Like, bye-bye, Anthony. Bye-bye, competition. So we have Victor feeling super confident, as ever, and now thinks that Joshua is his toughest competition, but sees, like, again, like, editing problems is a weakness, and so Victor is, like, writing on cloud nine. Um, so now it's off to see Heidi at Parsons, and Heidi comes out, and it's, you know, Heidi's probably, like, most favorite season, where 
clearly everyone is tired and wrangled and they look like they've been put through a ringer and it's getting closer to the end. So eliminations are even more heartbreaking. So she's just like, yeah, so it's getting closer. You have to bring your best game to every challenge. It's getting tougher and tougher and tougher. For this one, we really want you to spread your wings. And she she kind of like takes on not the the persona of like an angel, um, but the persona of like a hawk or some type of, um, uh, you know, bird of prey, which are my favorite birds. And so I really love that where she didn't she's like, we want you to spread your wings. And so it's supposed to be about like maybe a hint at creativity and maybe a hint at, you know, being able to just explore and maybe experiment but everyone thinks it's skydiving for some mm. reason um right. that's yeah i was like why skydiving yeah i was like were you guys yeah i don't know like anyway um you kind of think of those stress dreams when you're falling i'm wondering if everyone, <laughs> i don't know if everyone's just like yeah, this is a living nightmare you know we're this we're, parts of it this is great but also maybe it is a living nightmare so we go get to tim and and the real challenge um, as Heidi leaves. And then we, uh, they walk into the waiting room to get to Tim and there are birds everywhere. Not really. They're lined up in a line, you know, they're, they're like nicely perched, but I think there are about four or five birds or no, no, not, not five. There's like, yeah, like four or five birds there. They're not in the workroom. And at this moment, I, I was just like, oh, they have to bring these birds into the workroom eventually. Like, is it just that the crew is putting down all the wee wee pads that were left over from the unconditional challenge just to kind of make sure that there's like safe space for them in the workroom? Because I'm just assuming there'll be inspiration. So, you know, they'll have to be there so they can look at them. But no, no, they're not going to go anywhere. They're they're with their trainer. They're probably in like a safe space. And but everyone is kind of, you know, a little put off by this there's like oh wow what is this there's a bird that's like flapping at tim um kimberly is me for sure because her guard goes up and her eyes are wide and she's just like you know what i love wild animals but i'm a city girl i would like to keep them at a distance like you know you can have your time and i'll have my time but i hope they see over there i hope we don't have to get any closer <laughs> to these birds that was almost my tagline tagline i'm like yes kimberly i am with you on this yes like at a distance stay over there um so tim is not alone he's with collier strong consulting makeup artist for l'oreal paris so of course it means that this is the l'oreal paris challenge so there's going to be something involved with makeup here and tim goes uh you may be wondering why we have birds Birds will serve as inspiration for a high fashion runway look. And the winning design will be featured in the L'Oreal advertorial in yeah. Marie Claire magazine. And they all go, wow, wow. And Tim's like, wow <laughs> is right. And then um, so we have um, this thing called an advertorial and we it, it gets like dug in with Collier Strong, who's reading lines very poorly you know we've just come off of a piper line challenge where the line readers were amazing and excellent a little bit you know like over the top but really great can i just say um and i wanted to say this earlier but I'll, yeah. this is the perfect this is a better time to say it which is um 
as much as I like doing this podcast with you and I mm-hmm. like it a lot. Okay. I like it a lot. Yes. But when you um, do these things like you did on the last episode with Nayland, you um, do this incredible, incredible impersonation of said line reader. Uh-huh. <laughs> I kind of wish this podcast was all you all the time. As much as I like doing this with you, I literally was. I'd rather hear like, me like <laughs> impersonate. That was incredible. That was incredible. Uh, thank you, Patricia. <laughs> It's Again, so, I, <laughs> I'm glad it's not annoying. I'll just say, like, I'm I'm glad it's not because I it's it's fun. It's well, annoying. if people find it annoying, that's okay. Just go to something else. <laughs> okay, so um, hopefully you won't be annoyed at this because I'm I'm making I'm gonna make fun of Collier strong because because again he's just like this advertorial. See, it's see, it's not just an ad, and it's not just an editorial. It's this thing that's now an advertorial this advertorial will feature a limited edition 2011 color collection colors take flight this collection is inspired by the world of birds first we have the cockatoo which is very soft and romantic and the cockatoo is just like the most aggressive bird in there it really it actually tried to eat Tim Gunn like we saw it we witnessed it and for some reason they're calling that soft and romantic and he's just like next we have the owl which is a much more rich deal and then we have and I'm just like the owl is probably waiting for more words and more descriptions because it's just like listen I'm sitting next to this cockatoo who nearly ate Tim Gunn I've been just sitting here very nicely and behaved and all I get is a rich deal that's it and anyway, so then Al, he's like, now we have the Amazon parrot, which is bright, bold, and playful. Lastly, we have the seductive and very stoic raven, which can be a very dramatic look. And the raven is just like, yeah, so stoic, yet dramatic? You don't know me at all, Collier. Like how, like, so, so these descriptions are great, but also kind of like, it's very so strange. <laughs> So arbitrary like I, these things mean so many different things and i will say that this was aired before a time like t- about 10 years before um the mcqueen show at the met which mm-hmm. i think modified a little bit how people think about the raven mm-hmm. in terms of fashion but i just feel like I don't know. It's like, let's pull from literature. Let's pull from this. Let's pull from that and just give it this fixed meaning. Yes. Yeah. It felt very arbitrary. And I know, I know that ravens are not crows, but I think about crows when I think about ravens. And right now, so I'm, you know, I'm I'm podcasting from Rochester at the moment and all the birds are flying south right now. Mm -hmm. Um, They're just, you look up and there's just a bunch of birds in the air just flying in one direction. And it's like, that must be south. And um, there are tons of crows that may be ravens. I don't know. But they're all just like, you know, they're they're very, um, I love birds. They're very majestic. And they're all trying to figure things out. There's always like that one or two that's kind of like helping each other keep with the rest of the flock. You know, they're group animals. Anyway, so it's it's really it's really interesting because I'm just like there's so many other words that you can use to describe. And also thinking about like like a like a dark color that it can be dramatic. But what is a real what is a real meaning of stoic here? Like is it like 
I don't know. Anyway, not to like get too deep into defining those terms, but um, it was just like, okay, some, some of them got a little short changed with their description. Um, so we have, we have these beautiful birds here and then we have Tim who's just like, so um, you know that you're very wow about this, but <laughs> that's not enough. Clearly you're not only excited to like be in like conversation with these birds, so we want to give you a little bit more of an incentive. Um, the winner will get $20,000. And they're just like, wow. Oh, my God. You're like, there we go. There we go. There is the excitement. But they're going to get $20,000 um, uh, furnished by L'Oreal Paris. Mm-hmm. And then Tim continues. There's another dimension that the, for this challenge, they'll be placed in pairs. And the designers go from being really excited to just like oh no like please like not another group challenge let's not do this and so they bring out the button bag and like each pair will be designing for a bird so we have Anya and Laura and they both get the raven whose name is Phoenix and then we have Joshua and Bert who gets the Amazon parrot whose name is Sweetie and then we get Kimberly and Victor who gets a cockatoo named Fortune so no one gets the owl (laughs) (laughs) um so and then tim who's just like i'm going to lower my voice now so you guys can like listen to me because there's another dimension to this challenge and even the birds are rolling their eyes right now like kimberly is rolling her eyes um throughout this this season but the roll the birds also rolling their eyes they're just like oh my god like what the what did collier strong get us into and so the extra component is is that it's going to actually be a head-to-head it's not a team challenge so it's not friendly it's one person from the duo will be the higher scoring designer and then one will be a lower scoring designer. So they go from thinking like, oh, we love to work with each other to but you know, now we're competing. Mm. What did you think about this setup? I thought it was a little bit of a, a ro- too much of a roller coaster. Mm. Like I would have been very annoyed, but why can't they just say that from the out- outgoing, uh, from the get out? Because I thought this is a really great way to structure a challenge. Because um, I love it when they have like, I love when when they have like relay races, <laughs> even though they're you know, making the designers run, but things like that where it's kind of focused, but it also is, we get a chance to see how two designers will interpret some like a similar thing very, very differently. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't need all of the whole like, ooh, you think you're going to be on a team together making one garment? Actually, you're going head to head. So yeah. Right. I, I I agree. I sort of didn't like that the framing of it, but I thought as a competition um, setup, I actually thought it was quite good because there's a lot of variety. So yeah. it's not like we see ten designer ten. I'm sorry, six designers, seven designers pick um, ha- have to do the same theme yeah. on this bird, right? So I think as a judge, this would be really exciting. Okay, so we have two people um doing we have like sets of two people doing different things mm-hmm. that is far more exciting than sitting through like one theme six designers that yes. is far more exciting and i do think that makes for better television too yeah and that's that's you actually know? a good point it, it actually does let them spread their wings a little bit like give them room to just the only thing is it's based off of a bird however you want to interpret that that's up to you. And so, yeah. So, so Tim gives them 30 minutes to sketch and then they're going to go to mood where they get $300. 
Um, we have uh, Collier will be consulting with them. It's a two day challenge. And um, I just wrote in my notes how Josh was already proclaiming himself to be the best in this like head to head. And he goes, what I bring to the table is a high fashion eye. And I'm just like, LOL, LOL. This, that is the opposite of all the critiques that you've ever gotten on this show. I know. I know. <laughs> just, it's like what? every critique you've ever had is not that. Yes. Like, why do you still think that that is what you bring to it? I mean, of anything, Bert is like very quietly sophisticated and they love that. So you're kind of behind in th- and that's <laughs> that's also high fashion. Like anyway, um, Kimberly is worried about feathers because she already used feathers on the avant garde challenge and doesn't want to be repetitive. And I thought that's a good thing. Do not use feathers on the yeah. bird challenge. Don't do it. Do not do it. Don't like find, don't look for claws. Don't look for beaks at mood. Don't look for, I don't know, what else are like bird parts or, you know, just don't, don't do anything that like conjures a bird in such a cliche way. Um, And then on their way out, like the apparently romantic cockatoo that almost ate Tim Gunn also steals his catchphrase and just like, make it work. And I'm like, I don't trust fortune on. i know i know that was Mm-mm. so obviously like so obviously okay but unnecessary <laughs> i i agree uh all right so they go to mood and um so they, there's like a montage of stuff happening joshua looks something and i'm wondering if it was interfacing do you did you did you notice that like they're they're like going through and like anya's looking for a solid look and and um, you know, Victor's running around. Joshua takes something off of a boat and like licks it. And I just wondered if he's wondering if he's trying to see if there's an adhesive on one side. But also, I'm just like, you could ask for help. You mm. could get someone to cut it and tell you if it's adhesive on one side and how to activate it. But I was like, what are you doing? Is or is that a legit thing to do in mood? I don't is know. To put I your mouth on things. I don't think it's legitimate. <laughs> I don't think so I either. Mean- it just sounds dusty, you know, like, why, why would you want to do that? Don't do it. Um, and so we also have Laura, who's, I think she's talking about like, I don't want to go cliche and like choose a bunch of feathers and then cut back to Joshua choosing a bunch of feathers. I know. Yeah. And all, and all the colors and the rainbow that he can find from that parrot. Um, so we have some people getting fabrics that they're not used to. So Anya is choosing to get solid colors because she wants to push herself past prints. And then we have Kimberly who's getting these nude fabrics that she's not used to working with um, color wise and also fabric wise. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Josh. And, and yeah, I already wrote, I already said that Josh is going like super literal. <laughs> um, anything else that happens in at mood? No, not really. I I thought this episode was largely like eh, mm. until, <laughs> until the runway. Okay. So I I don't I have a few notes, but like um actually no, I have I have more things to say. I take okay. that back. But nothing at mood. Nothing at mood. Okay. Well, um don't worry because we're gonna go back to mood in a second because we go back to the workroom and then Tim comes in for what you think is a chat. But he starts talking too much. And he goes, as you know, 
The fashion world is fiercely competitive. Project Runway is fiercely competitive. And I'm just like, oh no, Tim, where is your speech about critique? What's happening? And the designers know something is up because they've been through a lot so far. And Tim goes, there is one more dimension to this challenge. And the birds in the back, you can hear them going, wow, Tim, wow. (laughs) The birds are so mad on behalf of the designers. Anyway, the extra dimension is that the designers will be making a second high fashion look. They don't get an extra day. They're going to have to use the two days they already have to do this. And they're going back to mood. I feel like they've only been in mood for like an or they, I think they've been in the workroom for like an hour or two hours, maybe. And so they're going back to mood. Um, and the designers are just kind of like melting to the ground. Um, uh, you know, you know, everyone is just at their wits end. We go back to the beginning, 30 minutes to sketch. And I'm, I'm pretty sure maybe $300 at food. And everyone just seems to be like they're trying to hold themselves together because um, I, and this is where I thought like, you know, especially from, from the Anya thing last week and, and, um, and, and thinking about how this show might be produced. I'm also thinking that this challenge might've been structured in order for the designers to lose their shit. <laughs> um, Anya is sketching on her back. Um, Bert is fuming because for some reason, Bert hates Sweetie. Sweetie is the Amazon oh. parrot and Bert hates Sweetie. I just feel like at this point, by this point, Bert has just been down this road before. Like, I don't like this challenge. I'm not inspired by this mm-hmm. challenge. I don't know. It's like, okay, Bert, that's the show. Exactly. Like, what of it? You know, just do what you like. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. and also we're in, in a, it's, it's, it, I, I don't think, I, you know, it, it's also seems like Bert has a deep hatred of green and is projecting it onto green creatures or something. And then like, you don't know, sweetie, is it just cause sweetie is green that you, you hate this bird. And also you don't have to use green. You don't have to, it's not a requirement for you. If you hate that color so much, but if it's, if it's sweetie, if it's a personal thing against the bird, then, you know, there's no getting out. You can't trade birds. All right. You can't go back in there and like, look at the owl anyway. So they go back to mood. And this is where we also get confirmation because Joshua is going up to Tim being like, Tim, I want to use purple, but the bird isn't purple. And Tim's like, you don't have to use the colors that the bird is like, you don't have to be literal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just so glad that Joshua asked because I'm like, Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. I think that changed things. Yes. Um, I wish everyone had asked that question. I know. I wish, actually, you know what I wish? I wish nobody had had to need to ask that question. Yes. Like that that would have saved so much time and made the show, I think, made the episode so much more exciting to watch was people knowing that up front. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. Because they go back to the workroom and. It's, you know, people are, are just flustered and Kimberly is kind of freaking out. Um, Laura is thinking that she's, you know, she's like, you know, Anya's going to bring great design to this. And I know that how I'm going to stand apart is to continue making things that make Nina Garcia want to hurl. 
that's going to win me this whole dang thing. (laughs) (laughs) She's just saying delusional things about her strengths as well. Yeah, I will say more about this moment later. All right. So so we go we get to the end of day one. Um and, and again it's confirmed that they do not get a second day. It's really terrible. At Atlas, they wake up and or I think they're going to sleep or something. They're all just tired. The next day they go back to the workroom and we get this little montage of them like cutting, shredding, and doing little things to like edges of fabric and um, they're also people like a bunch of people help Kimberly lower her dress form. Just things are not going well for Kimberly um, at the start of the day. Joshua is Joshua ing by making this frilly, twirly yellow green circus tent <laughs> and looking at it like do 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 and it's just it's 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 green and yellow alternating fabrics. Um, and then we have this thing that goes on where everyone is worried about Kimberly and. Clearly, so are the birds and the cockroaches because a cockroach comes to see about her. And instead of like having a conversation with this cockroach, Kimberly jumps on her work table. She's like, listen, again, wild animals at a distance. Yeah. <laughs> cockroach. Anyway, but Anya, Anya is from, I, cause I, I chalked this up to Anya being from the Caribbean where she just gets out of chew and just smashes it. She's like, oh yeah, no, it's just, like, what, what are you talking about? This is like a little tiny cockroach. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then we have our Collier consultation. Um, and it's, you know, it's a very nice commercial because you know, it, it, I think it also allows the designers to be a little bit more fun because they, they this is where they seem a little bit more relaxed, like take them out of the workroom, maybe look at, look at something and deal with something that's not the garment. Um, we have Joshua making a suggestion that is too much for Collier strong. Collier's like, Joshua this is a, this is too far. And he's like, you know what? People have been saying that a lot to me lately. Like, why does like, Oh my God, you sound like the judges. Like they always tell me I go too far. And, and like, yeah. How about you internalize that and integrate that into your process and then make some changes, Joshua. Anyway. So um, we go back to the workroom and we have like a little thing up with Bert because everyone loves Bert's net Bert now. Um, uh, even though Bert is a sweetie hater, Bert has evolved and it's all it's all just like one big happy Bert family and they're openly complimenting each other in a way that feels nice. But Kimberly um, is going downhill and another dimension is that she's stained her fabric. She's behind and now has to work on the stain. And um, and, and it also just, you know, from the, we get close ups of what she's talking about and some of it just looks like the fabric is wet and I'm just kind of it's just like not looking great for for Kimberly here um and you know Joshua who has gotten this feedback from Tim at at in uh at at mood that you don't have to be so literal with the kind of fabrics you use pulls out this orange fabric he got and it's just oh it's just speaking to me I'm like okay all right. What is, what is it saying to you? Um, so we're having people kind of, no, go ahead. What is that color saying that others didn't? I know. Just let us know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you also like have a, have a thing that's happening that is really annoying to me. And it happened last episode, I believe where we learned that Anya 
Kimberly and Laura have this pact because they're they're trying to get to the end where they're going to talk to each other when they see a look going a little sideways or maybe, you know, uh, taking a, a wrong turn and they're going to say something. Um, they decided in like five minutes to, uh, without telling Kimberly, to uh, trash that pact. <laughs> but still, we have people commiserating with one another about Kimberly's work behind her back and so we have Anya and Victor commiserating around her looks while Kimberly is in the sewing room kind of having a very like she just looks very down um and she's in there with Joshua and Joshua's just like how are you doing like are you okay and Kimberly's like you know thanks for asking but you know I'm just worried I won't finish and then Anya and Victor are just like oh my gosh like what's happening to this piece you know she's not used to working with these fabrics you know and she's going up against like victor who is you know so talented and can do everything and she's self-taught and just like shut up anya yeah. like this is the first one i was like anya like get away like stop it um and also anya is self-taught too right? exactly exactly and that's yeah you know what i think that and this is part of why it was so interesting to watch this show again at this particular particular point in time is because I sort of saw so much of my own creative down spirals hmm. in Kimberly and wishing I was more like Anya when I had those creative down spirals hmm. um so it was sort of like oh wow I was sort of watching like I have totally seen myself do that yeah um and I wish I could have handled it in the way that Anya handles Anya's own down spirals right so there yeah. was this like, yes we're both self-taught Yes, yes, we both want things, but we're not monsters. Yeah. Yes, we both have like really strong skill sets, really strong vision. Mm -hmm. But there are these areas where maybe we haven't had the kind of support that we have needed to execute as we see. Mm -hmm. And therefore, when the domino effect of when one things go wrong and seven other things go wrong, we don't know how to pick ourselves up. Yeah. When I say we, I mean, people, people who... Um, relate to how Kimberly handled this at, at yeah. this point in the episode, you know? So I was sort of watching this going, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And Kimberly, um, because one, one thing that happens is that she, she ends up sewing through her, her finger, um, while she's in, um, in the brother sewing room and she just barges out. She's bleeding. And, um, is also probably in a lot of pain. And my thought was, where are the producers? Where is the medic? How does this work? Um, and so instead of that happening, she goes to the bathroom where she's um, alone but miked and crying. And, and and so Anya and Laura go in to to to, to kind of ask if, if she needs their support. And I think this this part is, edited a little strangely because they go in um and and i think they do spend time with her and uh they leave her alone and she she tells them before they leave that she's like i'm coming out don't worry and it's when she comes out um is when they edit in a little bit about her background and her life and she 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 shares that she lost her mother when she was 17 um she lost her stepdad her stepdad and her brother um and think and talks about like how how hard it was to be um a, a young woman growing up without a mom and she's she, and there's like 
there's a shot of her sitting in the sewing room just surrounded by all this tool because she's kind of using that to like make this piece and she's so crestfallen and she just she looks really little to me like very young and she's so inward and she and it's and it's just like and that's so I saw that as like this kind of not a coping mechanism but sort of this is how she is getting through getting through this but also thinking um to myself I'm just like she must be in so much pain like physical pain right now um because usually when someone sews their finger it's a whole thing the medics sweep in there's someone there who's like we might need to take you to the hospital they're like no just give me an Advil and I'm gonna continue I'm gonna move on um but Kimberly is just like she's holding it in um she's not crying in front of the cameras and um yeah it's it's just this this very inward um, self, I don't know the word is like self-resolve, but just definitely someone who's had to rely on themselves um, yeah. for for a, a good amount of time and, and having gone through a lot of loss. And so here, here this is. Um, yeah, and I feel like the people in the room here, Kimberly saying, I sewed through my finger and nobody's like, are you okay? I mean, yeah. if it was not ed- edited into the final version, it was yeah. sort of like, uh, oh, oh! You say you're fine, then you must be fine. Mm-hmm. Like the meme, I, I don't know exactly the meme, but a few years ago, I, I saw this meme on Twitter that was like, "Check on your friends who aren't complaining because they're internalizing all their pain." So that meme hadn't been circulated yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. people didn't think about just being like, "Okay, this person says they're fine, but this, they're frustrated." We all see this person struggling, but we're just gonna let that go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of painful to watch a little bit. Yeah. I I'll say and I might be spoiling this spoiling this a little bit but like I've been thinking about where Kimberly is now and she's um you know because I, I follow her on Instagram and you know as you know me individually and, and the workroom podcast follows her on Instagram and she's got a line and I think Saks or Bergdorf's or both um and is doing you know so well um right now and so I'm just kind of like looking at, at it, it, you know, kind of like thinking like moments like this, how heartbreaking it, it is, but also kind of wonderful to see um, because she's got this um, temperament of someone who survived so many things and, mm-hmm. um, and to know that I'm like, yeah, yeah. like, you know, you, you just like, you will eventually, you eventually get there, <laughs> you eventually yeah. get there, Kimberly. Um, meanwhile, Joshua is, trashing the ugly smock dress that he made and i'm so glad <laughs> it's so ugly um but but he's used up all of his fabric and is asking anya for some with more body and anya's like um what you need what just like yeah you know wondering if you have any fabric with body um blobby no body oh i don't have any blobs over here He's like, oh, never mind. And she's like, why is he even asking me for blobby fabric? I'm like, I'm asking for fabric with body. And I was like, what? Hello? And she's just like, Anya is <laughs> in competition mode and oh. uh, is is kind of like, I, you know, I don't think I can do that with you right now. I, I don't think I can give you any fabric. Also, the last time she gave someone fabric, she that was for Kimberly out of the kindness of her heart. And that was one of her um, spiral moments. And she, she gave someone else an advantage. 
um, in, um, in their, in the last head to head that they did. And so she's like, I'm never doing that ever again. Even though last episode people donated fabric to her. People gave her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What did you think about this? You know, I thought that, I mean, maybe I just, uh, I was sort of thinking, well, it makes sense that Anya would say, well, let me sew it first. Let me see what I need to use first before I give you anything. Because that is what people did last time. People were like, oh, I'm thinking about using this. Here, you have it because your situation sucks more than mine. Yeah. Um, People were legitimately cautious about how to allocate their resources. So I thought that was fair of... Anya to do and I think Anya I don't know maybe I'm just projecting onto Anya but I think that Anya wants to win yeah I think that Anya is trying to be savvy about like oh my god about giving people advantage advantages as you said mm-hmm. but I also think that Anya does like to challenge themselves um so I think that I don't think Anya is deliberately withholding I think Anya is trying to ground their ideas. And when they don't have their ideas grounded, they're like, oh my God, no, I need to see what I have. So I didn't think this was like, I don't know. I could just be reading it wrong, but I didn't think this was Anya on competition mode. I thought this was Anya trying to figure out how the heck am I going to solve my problem before I can help you with yours. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was fair. Yeah. And I also thought it was fair in competition mode. Like Joshua has this very slanted perspective where he thinks that she's being strategic or um, kind of, how do you say, um, like malicious in some kind of way. But I don't think so. Like we all know, not all, but she is saying that she's trying to push herself to do something that is more structured. Mm-hmm. So we don't see this right now, but we we get um, a clue as to what she's making later on that she's she she's going away from um, uh, she's she's trying to lean into the, the the structure of the bird. And so she to do that, she bought fabric with more body, um, more weight to it. And so that probably that in and, and so in a way, it's like, yeah, no, I'm I'm that could totally be what she's thinking where she's like, no, I'm. This is what I'm doing and I'm, you know, I'm focusing on this. And even if it's just like, I don't want to help someone else out, like that's, I think that's totally fine. <laughs> it's not malicious. It is just, it's definitely something that Victor's doing and Victor's not being malicious. It's I know. I mean, Victor's deliberately on, cam- on camera going, no, I'm not giving anybody my fabric yes, to help. Yes, yes. Right? Consistently. Yeah. Which, if that's how you want to play, that's, that's okay. That That's how you're choosing to play. But I do think, look. As with anything in society, I think any time that someone who pre- presents as feminine or, or, or woman or mm-hmm. female, if you are pushing like pushing yourself and trying to challenge yourself, and if you are competitive, even if you are like, I want to be competitive, people mm-hmm. really judge that on a different scale. Yeah. And so especially, think, no, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I think that's it. That's all I was going to say. Oh, sorry. Because because I, I, in a way because he also uses her four months of sewing against her and his talking head because, you know, we kind of get to see what she's making and she's have she's figuring it out. She's looking at her dress form. She's pinned it. <laughs> and she's like, how do I sew this? <laughs> and I, and, and Bert comes over and gives her some, like, I think like two words of advice. We like, sew on the outside and she goes, Oh, okay. 
And Joshua was just like fuming in a corner over there observing all of these interactions. But I'm just like, yeah, no, she's only been sewing for four months. Yeah. Um, she's, she's going to, it's going to take her a while to figure out like, oh my God, like, how do I do this? Like I've shaped it how I want. How do I do this? And it's like, all of a sudden it's an abomination that she's only been sewing for four months, but also um, in terms of this competition, you know, why ask the person who is probably the least capable of finishing this challenge? Why, why ask them for fabric in a way? Um, isn't there anyone else around the room who you wouldn't be, um, you know, kind of giving or lending such a disadvantage to, right, um, right. especially when they're trying something new with structured fabric? Go ahead. And they're supposed to be friends, right? Right. Yes. They're supposed to be friends. Yes. Yeah, see? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, oh my gosh. There's so many layers ask, of it. You see your friend struggling <laughs> and you're going to ask them, why not ask someone who, okay, maybe you trust. Oh, I can, I can understand trusting Anya's fabric choices over like Bert's. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. I could understand that. Yeah. Or even again, like ask someone else, like you're friends with Bert. You love Bert. You yeah, want to spend yes. more time with Bert. Ask Bert for fabric. Um, all right. Anyway, so Tim comes in for Tim time for real. And he comes and he's like, wow, what a quiet room. And I was like, no shit, Tim. They're waiting for another dimension from you. Like they've learned. And so anyway, he just, he like goes around. He's like, no, no more dimensions. All right. We're not going deeper into that. So he goes to Laura first and she's kind of struggling with her second look, she's using this iridescent purple fabric and she wants to use it over this grayer, more translucent fabric or something. And Tim is really nice about it. And just like points at her first outfit, which I think is very troubling. <laughs> it's a two piece. It looks like there's um like a long sleeved jacket like top with a peplum. And there's something happening around the collar. We don't know what. And there are some pants. And so Tim is like, why don't you take the delicacy of the first look and transfer it over to the second look? So essentially just, you know, um, migrate some design elements into the second one. Because the second look, um, oh my gosh, this is crazy. I don't remember what it looks like. Do you remember? <laughs> Wait, I'm watching it. So like with... Um... Yeah, she's got, it's the purple, it's like a more, the more, so there's the black look is the first look. And then there's a purple look that's got this like purple iridescent fabric on it. That's the second look. And um, Tim is not into that second look. Um, okay. And so he's like, ditch it. He just tells her to stop working on it and move on. Yeah. Um, and so, and then we go to Anya next. And Tim is, I think, you know, she's okay. This is also where we, I love the way she's approaching this challenge where she's focusing on the texture of the bird, interpreting the texture of the bird on the first outfit and then interpreting the structure of the bird on the second outfit. And I thought how great to go at that. Um, so she's showing the first outfit, which is like this nice, like polka dot burned out fabric. And Tim, um, loves the shape of it but points at the armholes it's like the armholes are a little off and they're clearly different sizes and but he loves the shape of the of of the look and also how she's interpreting it so yeah loves the shape right yeah the shape is superb it's so good, <laughs> so good. 
<laughs> and I didn't see it. I was like, I don't even, I mean, I see like the beginnings of a shape, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't visualizing the final, the final look. It gets a little bit. Okay. Next is Joshua. And... <gasps> What's the guest could say? <laughs> I'm I'm so glad that Joshua asked that because I I think okay so I I I speak a little I don't speak a lot of French but I can read French but I think one of the reasons one of the many reasons why I was like interested in learning how to speak a little bit of French was Tim Gunn saying qu'est-ce all the time and I'm just like huh he just throws that in and Josh is like um let me pretend that I understood that for a moment. Actually, no. What is a guest could say? <laughs> and so Joshua is leaning into the circle skirt. Um, so he's scrapped the smocked monstrosity and is now making this circle skirt, but stenciling in like this feather into the skirt. Oh, I'm sorry. I just find this whole design process so frustrating. Ooh, talk about I, that. Well, because, um, well, I don't understand. I feel like at this point, Joshua is trying to mold themselves into something that the judges want. Hmm. And they made this like, not, not Joshua, like not attractive, beachy, like weird, ropey, beachy thing. Like what, who does that look good on? Yeah. You know, because it was so bulky, bulky. I mean, we've seen burlap look more elegant than this bundle of knots and so i thought it was like very frustrating i didn't really know how to follow it yeah i and i I, and i'll say uh, because i i thought about pivoting from that bulkiness to a circle skirt this late in the competition where you're hounding on someone who's been sewing for four months and yet you're 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 going to spend a lot of time on a design that uh beginners learn um like i know how to make a circle skirt like it's very very easy and so i do not not. (laughs) but you can learn it's not that hard like it's you know and so it's and so him stenciling in this feather leaf thing or whatever i wondered if that was kind of a way of complicating something that is very simple and something that is repetitive for him as well. He he made that the very first episode and has done so, I think, maybe at least once more. Um, but Tim looks at it and she's like, ooh, it's looking a little crafty and not in a not in a good way. Because I think you can be crafty in a great way. But yeah. I wonder if the circle skirt is adding to that. But then he points to, he's like, what's this orange piece over here? And Joshua's like, this is the second silhouette. And Tim's like, oh, Joshua it's sublime it's really beautiful and joshua is like very moved by this and tim's also very moved by this and um and so yeah i i don't know i wrote in my notes does tim like that smock dress i kind of just wanted him to (laughs) say something about it but um but he didn't so but we move on to bert no we move on to kimberly right (gasps) oh no 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 she's last yeah, we move to Bert next. It's really short because Bert's like, so Tim's like, it doesn't look high fashion to me. And Bert kind of defends it. And Tim's like, okay, all right, I'm convinced. Okay. Then Victor, you know, his first look is great. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, the second look, 
according to Tim, is looking, it has like some vintage issues. And Vic and he encourages Victor to introduce color because Victor is mainly going off of the color of the cockatoo. Wait, so it's, Victor, everything's white. I thought we were talking about Bert. I'm so confused. Oh, no. Bert, Bert was like, I, sorry, I moved on from Bert. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> okay. Bert, Bert's making something that Tim doesn't think is qualifies as high fashion. And I so I, I feel like we don't even really get to see the outfit. It's just Bert being like, but my philosophy on, on high fashion is that it can't, it doesn't have to be like so showy, blah, blah. And, and Tim's like, all right, you win. I'll move on. <laughs> so the one thing I want to say about Bert, though, is that mm -hmm. I feel like people have given up on Bert by this point. I think that huh. Tim could have like coached Bert just with a little bit more presence here, mm -hmm. especially given what we know about Bert. I don't like this challenge. Uh, I don't uh. like this. So I think, I think Bert could have used a lift here. Hmm. That's all. I'll, that's all I'll say. I I think you're right. He used a lift. I think people have sort of given up or written him off a little bit. Because I'll say that the the piece that he didn't see as being high fashion was like this low V neck. I want to say dark taupe. It wasn't even like a tan but maybe like a dark tan outfit. It was just like a non-color in a way. Yeah. I don't know why a, he, yeah, yeah, it was very opposite. It was like, I hate green color. That's what that color was. It's like, I hate green. I like this color. And so I'm going to do it. And I dare you to say anything about it, you know, cause I hate sweetie. And um, it just looked like it was just going to uh, like hang like a really long muumuu. Look like, like a really chic, I hate sweetie muumuu. So, um, and then we move on to 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 Victor after that, and uh, with with the whole like introduce color maybe, and I think that is a way of maybe Tim telling him to not be so literal because the feathers are very literal, and Victor knows that but loves can't help himself loves the feathers. Um, and then we get to Kimberly. Mm -hmm. I love this moment so much because um, Tim goes, "Hi, Kimberly," and Kim's like. Hi, Tim. And Tim's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. And so again, like she sounds like this little girl. Like she's like, you know, gone into herself. Inflated. And she's making this mermaid-like dress. It's a new thing for her. Um, but she talks about it very matter-of-factly. She's like, yeah, I'm doing this thing. I've never done this before. I never used these fabrics. So there that is. And then Tim asks about the second look. And um, for both of them, she's like, I want to see these on the model to just kind of see how they'll pan out. Um, and I want to see this second piece on the model because I think of it as it could be kind of over the top. The second piece is the tool that she was sewing. It's got this high skirt, a lot of stuff underneath. They're all the color of the cockatoo. All of them are like beige, beige, beige. But Tim calls the other one a little costumey. And um uh, Kimberly is just like yeah it's just kind of like whatever and then Tim goes ask the question that I I really um appreciate it she's like tell me how you feel and he starts to kind of cheerlead her but Kim is just so resigned and sad and Tim's like I just but I want you to stop thinking and I want you to just feel how does it feel to you and um <clears throat> and so I thought Anyway, so um, I, I wrote all these things in my notes because <laughs> here, here's where I identify with Kim, <laughs> with Kimberly, because um, I so I, I I still have been thinking about her finger 
And I don't really believe that she's feeling pain. Like she's in pain, but I would totally believe if she if she's not feeling it that they're mm. like she's shut off um, a little bit. And especially in this in this conversation with Tim, she's definitely shut off. And Tim picks up on that. And so, uh, and so Tim comes around and hugs her. And I was like, oh my God, like if, if I were Kimberly, I probably would have collapsed. I probably would have like just started sobbing or crying. Um, but, but in terms of asking, how does this feel to you? Um, I think, you know, I would like to know, but I'm going to assume on Tim's part, it was acknowledging that he sees how she's just shut herself off and that it's not about, um, uh, and and so in terms of the, like her process of even making decisions, like she, she's completely disconnected and you can see it in in her eyes. You can hear it in her voice. You can, you can feel it. And when he hugs her, um, uh, she doesn't cry or collapse. I think she's still like, disconnected a little bit but i i just loved this moment so much it's probably like my favorite moment of the entire season that tim like hugs her and on on the way out tim says like you know any one of you could win this there's so much potential in this room i was just like i feel like that was just for kim kimberly like i don't think that comment was for everybody in the room i i I think it was for her to just be like you have a chance to to do this you can do this um yeah so yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, we have model fittings. It's interesting because we get to see clothes on on the models. Um, uh, but I see, I see your face, Patricia. The listeners can't <laughs> see your face, but I see you rolling your eyes, Patricia. <laughs> not at you. I'm not rolling my eyes at you. You know yes, that, right? Yeah, I, I totally, I, I know. Um, it's just so like. This season, we've said it, but this episode is like okay. Yes, okay. it's 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 a it's been a pretty want want season. Um, but what I like is that the the designers are starting to eye each other. Like Bert looks over at what Joshua made with the orange outfit, and it's like he's copying me. And then um, Kimberly, unfortunately, I feel like you know it's not Venus and or Mercury in rec- retrograde. I feel like Mars is in retrograde for her. I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe something's happening but she's taking off her clothes off the model she's not happy with with it and in frustration she throws it onto her work table on top of a glue gun and it burns a hole through the fabric and she goes all right guess i'm gonna have to pull an anya moment go from tragedy to triumph and i started laughing out loud when she said that i just stop i just stopped the uh the video and just like laugh and and because she talked about it as like a storyline in a way, but um, anyway, so, but also kind of made me think about our, you know, Anya Gate from last episode. Anyway, so she has to start a completely new dress and she says, well, I'm going to use a polyester that I bought for the lining. And I, in my head, I'm just like, you can do this. You can fucking do this. You're so, you're probably more comfortable with this kind of fabric and it you know now all bets are off you have nothing left you have literally nothing left no fabric um you have barely any like energy and you're emotionally spent you're so tired and so you have nothing left so i hope she pulls it out anyway all right finally we're at the day of the runway (laughs) um tim comes in and 
doesn't really talk about normal things. Instead, he starts saying too many words because there's another dimension. There's another dimension to this challenge. Oh, Oh my God. Tim goes, so in the design world, blah, 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 blah. Edit, edit, blah, blah, blah. Real life, real life. Guess what, guys? You only have to put, you can only put one look on the runway. You're going to have to choose from your two looks which one you're going to show. You can't show two looks. And so there are some people who are relieved and there's some people who are livid and some people who are really sad. Um, So Tim's just like, look, this is the upside. This is real life. Some of you may be thrilled. Some of you sad, but guess what? You get to choose the most outstanding outfit. Don't choose the one that you've put the most work into, not the most finished, you get to use the remaining two hours to focus on one work. And so they like get themselves together and just, you know, just do it. Um, You know, if Joshua has a hard time choosing, settles on the orange dress, Kimberly is going to risk it all on her three hour dress, even though, and, and like she puts it on her model and they're, there are other models in the room coveting that dress. Like, oh my God, look what Kimberly is wearing. Oh my God, look what she made. <gasps> look at that dress. And then we have Laura who um, says like, you know what? Um, I won't tell you which one I'm going to choose, but I'm going to choose like the first look. But what's most important is that I'm a beauty queen too. Did you know that? And it's great that I'm going against Anya, another beauty queen. It's a hat to head. And I'm like, wait, did you also compete for Miss Universe, Laura? Like, I, I think, you know, this is the first time I think we I've heard of the beauty queen angle on Laura. Uh, because I think Anya has her beat in that category as someone who is actually, you know, Miss Trinidad and Tobago. Like, Laura, were you Miss USA or Miss America? Like, I don't think so. Anyway, I thought it was really strange. And <laughs> we get that she's also a beauty queen and compare herself to Anya who competed for Miss Universe. Anyway, so. Yeah. Well, there's that. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, anyway, so so we have Kimberly feeling more confident and up de- upbeat. And actually, he's got some fire against Victor. She's like, I would love, I would love to bring Victor down. I would love it. I'll, like stomp all over his dress. My dress is going to eat his dress. And anyway, um, Anya has to cut and then re- has to cut her dress, put it on her model, and then re-sew her model into that dress. Josh was fuming and looking for a dumb excuse to complain about Anya. Because um, because my whole thought was like, you know what? You know, she figured a way out to make this dress. Uh, she didn't figure out how to put a zipper in that dress, but she figured out how to make this. And this is not maybe a, your way <laughs> that you learned in fashion school, but mm-hmm. this is a way. Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah. All right. So finally we get to go to the runway. Yay. All right. So listeners, um, this is the time where you can look in the show notes and look for the link to our cheat sheet. And for our tete-a-tete, um, I've put everyone up in a pair. Um, anyway, so so to get to the runway, um, we have our normal judges. We have Heidi Klum, Nina Garcia, Michael Kors. And then we have Francisco Costa, who is a never smiling person, who's the women's creative director for Calvin Klein. He will never smile. Um, he's so serious. Like, just very, very, like, Ugh. all right. Our first pair 
It's Victor versus Kimberly. All right. Um, also, I'm, I'm going to point out that on top of going head to head after each of these um, head to heads, the models like do like an end walk. I forgot. I forget the formal name for that. And then we get to hear each designer shit talk the other designers. <laughs> so um, anyway, so let's start. Let's start with with the runway. So we have Victor versus Kimberly. Let's talk about it. What are your thoughts? What you see on these two outfits? Well, one thing I haven't mentioned so far is that like several times we have this decision of Victor, like, oh, Kimberly's copying me. Come on. Mm-hmm. I did a one shoulder. Now Kimberly did the one. She's copying me. I'm sorry, but you did not invent the one shoulder. Like and I think that Kimberly made that choice for whatever reason. Like why I mean, there was just a lot of like self egocentricity yes um, at this moment that i thought was largely unhelpful yeah i agree um, but i i thought i i really like victor i think that victor is a talent to be reckoned with i do and i think in this this show has a history of um framing people who are very technically advanced as either perfect seamstresses that should be somebody else's assistant mm. um not necessarily people who are worthy of being um, uh, coached mm-hmm. into being the like coached into entering their vision on their own terms. Yeah, right. It's number one and number two, uh, not worthy of being coached into entering uh, their vision for market value for mm-hmm. market potential. Yeah. So these are these are already the two things that for me sometimes separate the art school experience from this. Um, but so even though I think that Victor is exceptionally talented, definitely has vision, I'm often frustrated by, for whatever reason, um, Victor chooses very identif- identifiable things to show on the runway. Hmm. So for me, I've seen this silhouette. So you see this silhouette on any given fashion week season, not yeah. even in title, yeah. just the evening wear, the evening wear section of any collection that is like, medium medium to high-end luxury of the kind that we see in mass mass market markets yeah it's so familiar and that's where i feel like victor you should be pushing yourself a lot more but for some reason you're playing it safe yeah i totally agree because i Um, because on the when the model is walking down the runway they do like this close-up of the skirt like the you know, like right below the waistband. And there was a time where I was really obsessed with Vera Wang wedding dresses. Mm -hmm. She has this like technique of almost like curling the skirt in a way. And it, you know, not all of them. I don't think any of the ones that I really liked incorporated feathers, but it felt like a Vera Wang, (laughs) like Vera Wang elements that, um, that I kind of picked up on, but also, yeah, when you say identifiable, that's, that is a, I, yeah, that, that is a word that, um, that is helpful to hear because I was like, oh, I've seen that before. Or I know what that is. And, um, and not even, you know, um, and also on Project Runway, I'll say that, that it's something that I've seen before on the show, um, uh, like quite often. And I had the same thought about the whole thing about asymmetry or off the, off the soldier, off the, 
shoulder. Oh my god, off the soldier shoulder. Oh my god, um, off the shoulder for um for 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 Kimberly because I I thought wow, but that sleeve that she draped on the left arm is so beautiful <laughs> and 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 yours is you know i i and it maybe there there's something that's to be said but when they kind of have their talking heads at the end when they interview them and voiceover i thought kimberly's critique of victor's was very fair where she's like yeah you know i love victor and i think he's great but those feathers really made it left heavy like it made it really heavy on one side and took out the balance imbalanced yeah yeah and I thought about her dress and thought how delicate that drape is on the left um and how there is like these this slit thing going on um uh on the left on the left side but also the slit in the bodice I thought it was it was actually a very balanced um dress or a balanced drape but um my only thing was that pearl stuff or I don't know what that applique is on the front it's weighing down that portion of the fabric and it's so light and it, again it's only lining <laughs> she made this just out of lining but she also managed to line the the skirt um um part portion of it with this like really delicate cockatoo peach color under there um I just would have taken that out because structurally it just feels like it it um it does something to the integrity of that top and it's also like a precarious situation going on with that slit um but i thought wow it's just really beautiful and very different and i wish that victor could see that um as well so yeah it's funny how no one accused kimberly of copying burt by having by having a color oh that was a surprise element Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right and mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I see. So some people are worth copying, but others aren't. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that Kim- Kimberly was copying anyone. I don't think that was the case. But what I'm saying is the perception of Kim's of uh, Kimberly's garment. Mm. Like, yeah. you know, off the shoulder, Victor. Well, what about mm-hmm. the surprise collar underneath the main the main drapery? Good points. So, yeah. I mean, just leaving that out there. Yeah, it's just a it's just a design element. Gosh. Um, yeah. So. Oh, so let's. So speaking of Bert, um, next is Bert and and Joshua. What are your thoughts on this tête-à-tête? Well, I mean, I I I I do think that Josh's look was much stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bert. It's really obvious that Bert kind of gave up. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, I just you know I I didn't disagree with what the judges eventually say and. I don't even disagree with how Bert feels about it. I don't either. <laughs> what about you? Did you like the orange? I did love like the it? orange. Did you like that silhouette? I love that. So I didn't, I thought this drape was actually kind of messy and I wish that it's not. And maybe this is like a subjective thing. This is not, I don't like the hem. I thought the hem was like a little bubbly. Like there's stuff going on with it, but there's this portion of the side. And um, I don't know if it's, I think because, you know, because, you know, in putting together the episode, I go through and look for stills for the creative. <laughs> and so I'll say that the creative for this episode is um, Fortune trying to eat Tim. And so that's what the the creative for the episode ends up being. But I, I stopped on this one part where we could see the dress from the side. And there's this beautiful pleading that he did that we cannot see from on, on the um on the cheat sheet but there, there are like there's some beautiful things that are 
not not readily visible. The judges point out the the chain, and I wish that he'd kept that off. I was like, what? But even that like flowed really wonderfully. I even wasn't like mad at all of the like the floral thing that he did at the shoulder. I thought that it's that's just really beautiful it's really really beautiful so yeah yeah, I really like this piece I wasn't into the floral part but the chain thing I thought well that's the kind of thing that looks really nice on a runway but if you think about wearing a summer dress Mm. some kind of chain thing underneath your arm if you live you're just gonna get this like blast of cold there from time to time you know but I actually thought this was really dynamic for reasons you already mentioned, that mm. weaving. And even though you can't see it, that doesn't disturb me. Mm. I mean, you could see it when, when the person does certain things, right? Yeah. Like if this person was walking and we would see it from one side. Mm-hmm. I actually, I love, a. Um, I'm not sure if bubble hem is the correct term for this, mm-hmm. but there was a time at this point where people were doing a lot of like, like a folded hem. Mm. So, um, so the hems weren't like perfectly neat. They mm-hmm. they looked like they were like the fabric does this and I'm yeah. just making shape in the air with my finger. Kind of rounded. So, rounded, but they weren't sewn together, right? Oh. So I think that's called a bubble hem. And Comme des Garçons does this a lot. Okay. Comme does a lot of bubble hems and I love them. And so I feel like what is really delightfully odd to me about Josh's dress is that one knee has a bubble hem, the other knee does not, and has this like <laughs> uneven hem kind of thing. Yeah. So I feel like this dress is wonderful. It holds a lot of attention because there's so much interplay of yeah. technique. Yeah. When I say technique, I should say ways of doing things. Yes. Um, yeah. I think the, the I think the neckline could have more interesting things going on i think it could have been a much more interesting cut at the neckline mm-hmm. you know and by the way like why did josh copy victor too it's one shoulder <laughs> oh what a great point <laughs> so much asymmetry it must be a conspiracy like come <laughs> on because also like you know joshua gets called out for copying and victor has called josh out probably did and probably maybe the editors were like okay, let's like, maybe we'll, we'll, we won't give Victor too much of a copycat edit because probably was calling out everybody in the room with shoulders out. It's like, Bert's copying me, but two times over. Like, how dare you, Bert? Um, so next we have Anya versus Laura. And Anya is the first out. And then we have Laura. Um, her, okay. I have in my notes that Anya is really, Anya loves this outfit. I'm also really glad that she did this. And so again, like we got, we get to think, we get to see in terms of the, you know, this challenge is very multidimensional challenge, what people choose. And I actually thought I'm going to really miss the outfit that Anya doesn't choose because I wanted to see both of them. And so I'm so I'm happy to see this one, but I also was just like, man, but I think she could have also killed it with that other outfit as well. But I think she's most proud of herself and feels most accomplished with this outfit, clearly. Um, and it's kind of unfortunate for Laura because she's saying like, oh, my God, like the pants are tight and sleek, but they're not. They're pulling and it looks as if the 
Malo can barely walk. And mm-hmm. so it's just kind of clear, even from this one, who's who's the winner? Because with this, like, Anna was a clear winner for me. But what, what were your thoughts on, on this pair? Interestingly enough for me, well, I thought Anna would be a clear winner from this duo. Mm. Sometimes I don't know. Because hmm. remember, like, even this season, specifically with jackets, Olivier, Oliver, Oliver made that jacket that everybody loved. Yeah, yeah. Even a jacket, you corrected me. You said, you you pointed out that it's actually a top. It just looks yeah, like a jacket. It looks like a jacket, yeah. So yeah. that garment, so that top. Um, and I was like, I, I just don't see it. I felt like I was missing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and here I, I felt similarly. I was like, well, I don't really like it, but are the judges going to love this? And and this is the winner? Mm-hmm. Um, and Anya, I agree with you. I also wanted to see Anya's other look, but I really respected Anya for thinking, okay, they all have seen me do prints. Mm-hmm. I'm going to challenge myself and show them what I can do with a solid. Mm-hmm. I yeah. really respected that, of course. Yeah, totally. Um, but I thought that dress that Anya made was also very reflective of a little bit of that era. In, in, and by that, I mean, there was an era about five or six years before this, or maybe right around this time, um when a lot of uh like consumer fashion was about making like long skirts that were shaped like this um different lengths of hem in the same garment and i always called that the cockroach dress (laughs) because it's longer in the back and short in the front but in a way that was oval it wasn't like a like a direct like a straight line cut it was yeah. like oval like the shape hmm. of a cockroach and that freaking out so this is sort of like the back of the dress i was like eh. yeah. but I, I i i love the risks that anna took here yeah yeah i totally agree yeah um <laughs> man so uh oh and also oh my gosh this, so I wrote down something that Laura said that was annoying to me because she says, Anya did something cool. Construction wise, it's frustrating now because the pieces she constructs herself, you can't sell. And I was just like, who gives a shit? Like what? You're, that's not the challenge. <laughs> not the challenge. And so again, like we find out that Laura's a beauty queen and we also find out that Laura thinks that all of her clothes are supposed to sell um, in this competition or is it just in these circumstances? Because, you know, it, it, and we're hearing that Anya, Anya's models have to, most, most likely uh, frequently have to be cut out of those outfits. Um, and so, but I don't know. I just don't care. <laughs> I, I just, think this is just more pooping on the winner. Yeah. Yeah. And I, one thing, really stood out to me in this episode that frustrated me um which is well okay maybe i should say it later but at this point i think people are very intimidated by anya's creativity hmm. and anya has not been making any secrets that i've only been sewing for four months right right and as people love to say on the show the mantra is this is not project seam seamstress it's project runway mm-hmm. i don't care how good your tech skills your technical skills are if it's a you know terrible runway show it's a terrible runway show mm-hmm. and anya has had very few terrible runway shows yeah 
So again, it's Project Runway. Victor, this is not Project Seam. This is not Project Seamstress. Yeah. But earlier on, Victor says this is not Project Pinning, right? Pinning. Yeah, it's not Project. It's Project. This is Project Runway. It's not Project Pinning. I think Victor actually did not say Project Runway. Victor oh, said he said the pro- I- Oh, this is a project about sewing, not about pinning. Yes, that's what he said. Yes. Something like yeah. that. And I was like, like, uh-oh, Victor, you're missing the point. There's a yeah. runway here somewhere. Yes, there's a runway. And this is not about sewing. Because right. sometimes sewing needs pinning. Like, right. you, sometimes you need to pin things. All Most of the time, you need to pin things in order to sew. And it's not saying that. Especially Kimberly sewed that dress. Maybe she draped it and pinned it and then sewed it. But oh. how dare and you? I, I agree that this is Anya's weakness. And people are just jumping on it. Yeah. Yeah. They're just jumping on it to disqualify the talent. And it's not it's not a good look for people who do that. Nope, not at all. Um, because we get to judging time and it's Anya versus Laura first. Mm-hmm. And everyone loves Anya's outfit because it's not literal. And you can still gauge this Raven um, inspiration from it. And the death knell for Laura is Nina Garcia going, Anya. This is probably my favorite outfit that you have produced so far. And it's beautiful, modern, dramatic. It just looks great. And every everyone just like has a like a really good look on it. And you know, I think Nina's very gracious to Laura because she's like, you too impressed me. You moved out of your comfort zone. Very dramatic. But the feathers and the tight satin leggings and like, you know, like there's an emphasis on the satin leggings. Um, she was just like, it was too literal. So they're kind of like, you know, we, we see that you have gone a little bit edgier, meaning mm-hmm. you're making things in black, <laughs> like all black. Um, they're kind of you're using these fabrications that are I think Francisco called it like gothic or something or maybe called Anya's gothic but I think they've both gone that way and they also preferred Laura's makeup over um Anya's makeup so like she got you know some compliments there but Anya wins yeah Anya wins and I think I think to just say uh, I think Anya's garment is a little bit literal Mm -hmm. and it is okay it's just literal in unexpected ways yeah but I also thought Nina was a little bit inconsistent here hmm. um that's fine and by the way that's not it's okay to like that's perfectly fine but i was yeah. surprised yeah that i was surprised that um nina didn't pick up on the anatomy thing a little bit because okay so we know that anya loves prints mm-hmm. not all prints are going to be symmetric right like a perfectly symmetric uh polka dot or whatever right yeah. like, like like the print the very print that Anya was working with on the second garment that wasn't chosen. Mm-hmm. Right? Symmetry, which just means, I'm sorry, not symmetry, um, expected pattern, right? Mm-hmm. A pattern, which just means an expected composition that repeats. Yeah. And there's actually the front of Anya's dress, the folds like mirror each other. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, like the top, the the top V mirrors the the bottom V. Oh. And I thought, well, is it is it really, isn't it a bit literal to have these like labial folds, kind of like leading up to that part of the anatomy? I sort of hmm. thought 
I thought Anya would have benefited from some asymmetry here to really break the pattern of thinking in pattern. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I thought that, I, um, but I still liked the garment. I just sort of was looking at how people were analyzing it. Yeah. And what I just said. That's <laughs> so great. Like, yeah, like that's really, that's so interesting to think about that. Cause like, but she still is thinking in patterns, even though she's not using, using that. And, and also, like, you know, and as you, as you say it, I think it it's very easy to fall on just feathers being literal. So, um, but that seems to be the only thing that they all focused on. Like if you use feathers then that was a knock against you, they're like, it's too, as in, as Heidi Klum would say it, it's too birdie. <laughs> it's too birdie with feathers. But um, yeah, I, that's so great. That's really great. Um, well, all right. So um, how about next we have Bert v. Joshua. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> Bert is like, so we got this, you know, fucking parrot. Like all the birds in the back are so mad at Bert right now. You mean sweetie? Sweetie! That fucking parrot is sweetie. Fuck you, Bert. Fuck you. And all the birds are just like flapping their wings. They're like, we'll eat you next or whatever. Anyway, so. <laughs> and so Bert's like, so the, the thing that I liked about this parrot were the claws, sort oh. of. And I'm like, what like is that? happening? And so, because Bert hates green so much. Bert like gloms onto the only non-green part of Sweetie. And that's, those are the claws, which are kind of like this purpley color. And that's where the gray purple color in his outfit comes from. And I'm like, wow, Bert. Wow. That's just so. Too much thinking, not enough feeling. As yes. Tim say, like yeah. 20 minutes ago in the episode. Wow. I just, I was like, wow, Bert. Um, anyways, but he, he kind of trashes his, trashes his own outfit. And I, I think the judges, are kind of lean into that they're like well how you're feeling about it is how we're feeling about it um nita garcia says she's very disappointed but she also has a feeling that colors are not bert's strong suit and i think that was a great observation that it's not just green (laughs) maybe it's just how he thinks about um color period but she is more troubled by the silhouette and how generic it is. And Heidi is kind of, you know, anti, a little against the the judges who don't like it because she really liked how when the model walks that the slit um, down the skirt flows and you see this wider array of colors that we were talking about before with um, in comparing um, to the, the element that Kimberly used. Mm. And anyway, with Joshua... Joshua offers that he hasn't done any draping and wanted something easy and beautiful. And everyone's like, the cut is amazing. It's fantastic. And, um, but then they all kind of knock him for the little, um, I think the, um, oh my gosh, the Bert had a word that he used for it. He used, Bert said that Joshua gussied up the dress with that little like floral thing. And so like the gussied up part, the judges are not into that, Um, but they love the draping. And also Francisco makes, I thought a really wonderful comment saying that the reference and the references are not literal because you don't use necessarily use the colors of the bird, but you still have this exuberance 
of the colors of, of or, or the feeling that you might get in association with those colors together and thought you know it's very re- refreshing that you chose orange yeah and i thought you kind of i don't know i feel like you need the little gussiness up there for this exuberance it's not just the orange it's the drape and it's also this celebration on the shoulder maybe i don't know mm-hmm. so yeah i could um, see other people liking that too i don't think that's an out of line record you know like want to have yeah. from yeah. that garment um so the higher score in this pair is joshua joshua and the lower score is bert so yeah. next we have kimberly and victor and Kimberly goes first, says that they got the cockatoo uh, fortune and she wanted to use this pale, soft ivory and wanted to show something romantic because she's usually the, you know, the urban edgy person that they were, you know, kind of describing um, Laura as. Laura is it's usually like lends towards um, bridal or uh, ladies who lunch or this kind of like flowy gowny leisurely luxurious thing and Heidi reveals that she kind of gossips with the producers Mm. and goes Kimberly didn't you didn't your first dress burn and Kimberly's yeah it did burn yeah and she's like what happened and then Kimberly looks at Victor Victor and Victor who has like been trashing Kimberly is kind of slow to the joke because Kimberly is joke she's like Victor burned my dress and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, I mean, anyway, but she had to explain to them that she made this dress in three hours and, yeah. and they all are kind of like, well, it's so well cut and it's so bare that this is Michael Kors saying it has the illusion of looking like it's going to just fall off her body, but it is so well cut that it really looks, looks great. And then he makes the comments about the pearls, calls them moms because moms are old and old is bad so never use pearls yeah all right um not anything that's helpful like hey it maybe ruins the structure of your outfit it's too heavy it's not (laughs) what the hell michael course it has a different different flow and fluidity than the rest of anything else in the garment yeah in a way that doesn't aid anything i i know and also there is no age in this outfit because francisco is like it's a bit mature for me. I'm like, how? What I did you, not understand what that. What are you talking about? Like, it's so weird. It's like, Victor's is just younger and fresher, more airy. Um, and but for yours, is the waistband leather? Maybe that youngs it up a little bit. I'm like, what? Yeah. what are we talking about? <laughs> they both look like they could be worn by anybody. Um, I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, but what what did you think about about this? Anyone want to make a comment that sit out? I have nothing to add. I loved what you said. Um, but who's in the high score and who's in the low score? Oh my goodness. Kimberly is in the high score. Look oh at that. God. And oh, you know wow. what I love about it is that I don't think, I, of course I, I thought Kimberly, you know, wanted to win. They mm-hmm. all want to win their, their thing. But I don't think Kimberly was like, I think Kimberly was just trying to like ultimately remain safe. Yes. Right, because of the stress, just ultimately, please keep let, keep me in the competition one yeah. more one more day, one more thing, one more challenge. So it was especially good, because I think that Victor was making more of a, a comp- com- 
competitive riffraff out of it than I think Kimberly was. Kimberly's just trying to stay in the in the zone, in the yeah. mind zone, to like put something good that's reflective and that reflects uh, pushing, you know, like thinking, des designing something different. So I was like, yes, Kimberly, yes. Yeah, I totally agree. But I, but I also think we've seen Kimberly's silhouette before as well. It was mm -hmm. just very well done. Yes, totally. So, totally. Very well done with the fluidity in terms of the theme. I also thought, I don't think Kimberly received enough um, feedback that highlighted how this was also not very um, literal, but it mm -hmm. was within the theme. Yes, yes. It was Man. very fluttery, fluttery. Which yeah, is a, it was. Let's <laughs> do that. They flutter. They flutter. Anyway, so um, I was afraid that the talons were going to come out because I was like, oh, no, what's going to happen when they go back to the waiting room? So they go in the back and Victor sits first. And Kimberly walks by and just snaps in his face. He's like, how's that? How's that, Victor? How's that? Tragedy to triumph. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop. It was so funny. Um, but they, they like, they laughed it. They laughed it through. Like, I don't think like Victor was not, didn't seem like upset or anything, but also Kim, I was just so, yeah, definitely dis disappointed. But um, I, I just, you know, cause as you were saying that, that they're in terms of their headspace that Kimberly was just trying to stay in and Victor is someone who's like, you know, all in just like piling on top of Kimberly, like going from loving her to hating her because she's his competition or whatever. Um, and I think, yeah, Kimberly going in the back kind of like rounded back to what it, what it actually is. Like we're both in um, because they both got really great feedback. Like they're definitely not going to go, but also, and it's just like, how about that? Like, how's that? Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's just, it was like playful and fun in a way where I'm like, I love it. I love it. It's great. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we have the judges and, I laughed at their discussion of the lower scores because so the, the we we kind of know who's okay because the people who won are in their higher scores and we also know that Victor's fine because it was kind of like um like a matter of taste in a way so um <laughs> uh cuz Heidi Klum was just like yeah the ones that are in the low scores are all too literal they were just too bird and um and so yeah so so it's like uh, uh, oh my gosh, Laura and, and Bert are in trouble. Um, anyway, so we kind of, we have this discussion, we bring the designers back out and, um, they announce who the winner is, who's, who's getting the $20,000 and the advertorial L'Oreal Paris ad and Patricia, who is the winner? The winner is Anya. Anya. Is not just the winner. She's a clear winner, according from to triumph, from triumph to triumph, triumph to triumph. Uh, and so um, that's so Anya goes back into the waiting room. Um, Joshua gets a good job and gets sent off. And so uh, um, so Joshua walks in and Anya's sitting on the couch and she looks at him. She goes, are you mad at me? And she knows he's mad. I think she knows that he's mad because it's Joshua. But she's also kind of like, I think, trying to like tame, um, tame Joshua in a way. And I'm, you know, that's, it makes me, uh, I don't know, like I have thoughts about that. Joshua's twisting in the wind and trying to figure out how he's being victimized by all this, 
how something is being done to him and he's not he doesn't have some responsibility for this but also you're in on you're in as well like can you just be happy like you got great feedback they're so proud of you for for going minimal and for you know not joshua-ing it up aren't you glad you didn't walk out with that circle skirt with a leaf slash feather on it or that smocked monstrosity you know like you almost won but that's not that's not enough for joshua um he's so jealous and now he's drumming up a backstory that anya is conniving somehow she's like i see her game and she's playing it really well i'm like what the hell i how resentful i'm just like joshua look on the bright side where where the color that moves you and speaks to you actually lives yes that color lives there go there yes i mean you're learning something you have to learn you're learning something about yourself yeah and this is the part that really reminds me of art school in this show Hmm. here i want to break that down with more specificity (laughs) (sighs) it's sort of like i don't think so people want to win but when they lose they don't mind losing if they get to stay but Mm -hmm. they get far more upset about who they lose to than Hmm. the fact that they lost yes yeah and that feels very like petty art school to me. <laughs> totally. Totally. It's, like, it's not that it's like you're and I love how Anya handled this, which Anya said, well, there's still a hundred thousand dollars on the table. You know, you lost this one challenge, but keep keep the final goal in mind. And Joshua gets up and leaves. And I was like, I thought you were supposed to be friends. When you are friends and your friend wins, you're still on a winning team. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. sort of how like of it and so i was sort of like you're not a good friend but we all know that yeah joshua and joshua lashes out you know yeah but it's it's a conditional relationship like it's okay unless anya stays in her lane right the lane of you don't know what you're doing yes right so you must not have any vision i have the vision yes some people have been commenting on that vision for some time right yeah. So anyway, I was sort of like, mm, okay, hashtag supposed to be friends. Yeah. Oh gosh. So we only so we were left with Bert and Laura, and um, Patricia, do you want to ask me who goes home? Of course. So Ernest, please tell us this week who do we wave goodbye to? We say goodbye to Bert, and he's not surprised. He's like, I know, I totally messed this up. And he seems really content, but also, you know, genuinely grateful. He's just like, I'm, I'm really um, glad that I think, so I think like everyone's going to miss him. And Bert really was like, seemed to be more touched and moved by how, gen- how like authentic everyone was in their goodbye to him. And, and we of course have experienced the uh progression or the evolution of everyone's relationships around and with Bert and I think Bert um was just like yeah no this is great and also he says like three or four years ago I couldn't have done what I've just done like I'm Mm. I'm happy I got this far and I'm really excited to get back to to LA um and you know and just kind of take what I've learned and I and Mm. and Bert as opposed to Joshua really has evolved really has evolved and learned and um and that is that's like a it's like a true thing there and then we get an addendum i'm calling it addendum even though that might not be 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 correct 
because we still have a L'Oreal advertorial shoot and Anya gets to be in the shoot as well. And um, my thought was, it's like, how'd they get the model back in that outfit? (laughs) And I wonder if there's, I wonder if there's a zipper by now, but, um, but yeah, it, you know, it's just like kind of exciting that we get to see um, uh, her work on a, a produced shoot with this outfit. And yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And apparently getting in and out of the outfit wasn't a big deal for the photo yeah, shoot. Yeah, obviously. And looks, it looks yeah. the same. Looks fantastic. And you know what? I also thought like, oh, wow. So pretty much the minute that Bert becomes a lovable weirdo, Bye. I know. In my opinion, both Laura and Bert could have gone home at the, you know. Totally. Because then we get another chance with other designers that I think have produced much more interesting things. Yes. Right. Yeah. If, if both of these people went today on the next episode, somebody could be saved possibly. Yeah. That maybe could make something interesting again. Right. So I really, I really thought they could have both gone. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I agree. Things. I agree. I was like either or it's like, fine i'm fine with either um all right well that's the end of the episode we did that episode yeah we did that um so patricia is there anything that you would like to share with our lovely listeners and can you remind them how to find you yes i do have something to share okay and even though i'm not posting about it you can find me on um (laughs) twitter and instagram mostly not posting about anything recently but my uh username is the same on both platforms it's sense and sight like common sense and optical sight s-e-n-s-e-a-n-d-s-i-g-h-t and um the one thing that i can share is that I have one photograph in an, a show, an online exhibition at the Center for Fine Art Photography. And the show is called The Natural Cycles. And I think there's some kind of like public, I don't think there is going to be a public talk for everybody um, who's in that show um, coming up on the 27th or 28th. And it's free to the public if you want to sign up for that. Um, but that's all that I have to share. It's uh, a new image for an old, not old, but uh, it's a new image for a, a long running series. So it feels kind of exciting, but also not too new, you know, but, oh, you know, I actually um, should tell you, Renez, that this very image was also used um, in a project that I was hired to do for uh, a European conference um around tina camp's work and 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 in which tina camp is a speaker and and my image is like the the catalog cover for that so it's kind of really wonderful to sort of see this image have different connecting lives in contexts that have to do with the work itself so i love that so there's um oh my gosh that's amazing that's wonderful i didn't know that i'm happy about it well we have had time to catch up i know i know we have to like yeah like oh i love yeah like yeah i also (laughs) i was working on that commission like all last uh actually no for like six months you know it took a while but then i just found out about this exhibition like three days ago amazing it's it's very new to me yeah great Um, when is it when is it opening or do do you have a date for that oh i think if you go to the center for fine art photography it's already live okay great perfect yeah all right. And yeah. that will be in the show notes. Um, yeah. We'll Thank link, you. We'll link to that. What are you up to and where can we keep up with your momentum? 
Uh, well, I'll say that, um, dear listeners, so <laughs> I'm often now, um, uh, chatting in from Rochester because I am, uh, the assistant curator officially <laughs> assistant curator at the oh, visual studies. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't know that either. Congratulations. How new is that? So, um, lovely listeners, cause we haven't publicly announced it, but, um, I, I, I want to share that I will be having um, an, a, a conversation with actually one of our mutual colleagues, Daniel Temkin, um, mm. about NFTs. And the title mm. of the panel is called Picturing NFTs. We both have very yeah. complicated feelings about those, um, but we'll be discussing what they are. And I'm mainly interested in how Daniel is working um, in his process with, um, with digital work, but also um, Daniel is someone who makes... Um, photo-based paintings that I, I I think are incredibly beautiful and really? um and he also um has had um made uh, recently made an nft for a recent show that that uh, that he was in um but also um discussed complicated feelings around the the idea of nfts um in in all facets um recently um and so um we're going to have him here in rochester um oh. on november 9th and um, I'm, uh, is that November 9th? Oh my gosh, of course I got it wrong. November 10th, because <laughs> it's on a Thursday, but we'll also be live streaming it on Twitch. So um, nice. I'm going to link that in the show notes. So if anyone is interested um, and want, wants to, to tune in to listen to me talk to Daniel about his work and his feelings and thoughts around NFTs, then that's going to happen on November 10th um, in person. And then we'll live stream um, online. So yeah. And then- you can find me at Ernez, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E, everywhere on the interwebs, ernezdavis.com. And of course, in the workroom at gmail.com, send us your thoughts and, and whatevers. Um, we love hearing from them. Um, we're starting to hear from people who are watching the hype. And so um, we will talk about that on the Patreon. So thank you guys for making your um, your feelings about your, all, your fellow obsessions of Buffy Burkett Gibbs known. Um, <laughs> so hopefully you guys know what that means, but all you guys are all obsessed with her and it's, that's wonderful. And then also, um, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, um, on Instagram and, and Facebook, so you can stay tuned there. All right. Well, so, um, and so again, like you guys, thank you so much for, for listening with us and again, for your patience as we work our schedules and we hope that you're taking care of yourselves as best as you can and until next time we'll just say goodbye yes bye